Welcome to the Electric Spirit Podcast, where we dive into all things metaphysical and fun. Here's your host, psychic medium, Jamie Lynn. Hey, I'm psychic medium, Jamie Lynn. Welcome to the Electric Spirit Podcast. Um, Please bear with me today. I'm kind of losing my voice. I've been sick and um, I'm just going to plow through this. So um, today we welcome to the Electric Spirit Podcast, Lisa Erickson. And Lisa is a chakra-based energy worker and author of two books, including Chakra Empowerment for Women and the Art and Science of Meditation. A major focus of Lisa's work is energy work for women's sexual trauma and abuse survivors. Lisa is also a workshop leader specializing in women's energetics. You can find Lisa on Instagram at Chakra Empowerment or on her website, EnlightenEnergetics.com. And welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you, Jamie. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, thank you. And can you please tell the audience about yourself? Yeah, well, you covered the kind of external, the bio pieces, But yes, I'm a meditation worker and a a meditation and energy worker, meditation teacher and energy worker. And I really work to help people transform through those tools, Uh, work with meditation for stress management, personal development, and specifically then work with their energy bodies, both in meditation and through a lot of other tools that you can use in your daily life to help better manage your empathic abilities when you're out in the world, establish firmer boundaries, tap into your personal power when you need to, tap into your heart when you need to, tap into your voice when you need to. The chakras or energy centers are aligned with all these different parts of us. So learning how to activate them when you need them is is very helpful. And for someone brand new to the idea of energy work, how would you describe it? Mm. Well, our energy body or subtle body, the way I think of it, it's like this intersection between our physical body and our psyche and our spirit. So when you're working with your energy body, and there's a lot of different ways to do that, but when you're working with your energy body, you sort of are in this holistic place where you can find the connections between physical issues you may be having, emotional issues you may be having, and spiritual issues you may be having because they're all connected. So your energy body really helps you to do that. And working with your energy body really is can be as simple as just focusing on a certain part of your body that is tied to an energy center or chakra. So that's really the starting point. You can just focus on a part of your body, visualize light there, breathe into that space, and it actually activates the energy center. And then there's a lot of other more elaborate types of work that you can do that you can build on from there. Oh, that sounds great. And what are the different meditation forms and what benefits have been scientifically proven for each? Yeah, well, and some of them have been scientifically proven. Some of them uh, really function on a level maybe where science can't measure, right? But in terms of the ones that science has been able to measure, mindfulness meditation, of which there's different forms, but really all of them are about practicing being present in the moment with your physical body and your surroundings and whatever's arising for you. And the most common forms of mindfulness meditation are just focusing on your breath. For a few minutes a day, up to 20 minutes a day is usually recommended You're just sort of watching your breath rise and fall. Maybe you're focused on your belly rising and falling. Maybe you're counting your breaths. There's different ways that it's taught. But the point is, every time your mind wanders, you pull it back. And that may seem like such a simple thing. How could that possibly have any benefits? 
But it's been proven in a lot of research studies over time to have phenomenal benefits because what we what it develops is our ability to not react to what's arising. So we're practicing that. We have all these busy thoughts, all these strong emotions, all these physical sensations, and mindfulness helps you to kind of pull back from the intensity of that, find the stillness inside yourself, and connect with something deeper, right? And because of that, when we're non-reactive, That creates all these other health benefits, right? Our blood pressure is lower. We're not as likely to be triggered into anxiety, et cetera. So that's really uh, the, you know, really the main scientific benefits. Then there's all these other forms of meditation where we are touching other levels of ourselves, our energy body, our spirit. There's visualization methods. There's breathing methods. There's focusing on the chakras, which is what I like to teach. And although some of the benefits of those forms of meditation can't be measured scientifically, people definitely experience them. Oh, I see. And a lot of your own work is chakra focused. Uh, What are the chakras and how can someone new to them work with them? Yeah. Well, the chakras, there's energy systems or maps that have been made all around the world. But the word chakra means wheel or wheel of light. And that comes from ancient India. But I do think it's important to note that even though I use the word chakra, I've actually studied a lot of different energy center mappings, and they really do come from all over the world. Like this is our energy body is something cultures and healers from all over the world have discovered for themselves, right? It's kind of a universal, universal thing. Uh, But we have these energy centers in our body and the main ones align along our spine or they kind of are uh, one on top of the other. I work with a seven chakra mapping. There are other numbers and each center connects to different parts of our physical body and in energy healing, they're tied to different body parts. So this one right in our chest, for example, our heart center in terms of energy medicine, it's tied to our heart and our lungs, as you might expect, right? But then on an emotional level, it's connected to our ability to feel love, to feel, allow love in and also to feel love for other people. Um, it's it's connected to our ability even to be humorous or or laugh because it's kind of connected to that lightness of being, right? So that's what opening up your heart chakra opens up on that level. Then on a spiritual level, it's connected to universal love or love that's sort of, you know, on a bigger level, right? So that's the heart chakra. And we have six others, each of which is tied to different aspects of our body, our psyche, and our spirit. Okay, great. And what are energetic boundaries and how can we work with them? Yeah. So, you know, we have physical boundaries, really, which is our skin. Our skin, (laughs) you know, holds in our organs and holds everything together. And, uh, And we have to take care of our body, right, to stay healthy. And our energetic boundaries are really an extension of that. All of us are empathic to some degree. We all are you know, spiritual beings and energetic beings, and we pick up energies from the world around us. Even someone who doesn't consider themselves psychic or intuitive, they pick up energies from around them. And too often that just manifests as it changes us, right? We, someone next to us is angry and we don't realize they're angry and we get a headache, right? Or we start feeling irritable and we don't know why. We just sort of take on their energy, right? This is happening all the time. 
So energetic boundaries is really working with your energy body to create that sense of a filter that I can just maintain my own energetic integrity. I don't have to take on others' energies unless I choose to. And for that, I mostly work with the first chakra and the third chakra, the root and the navel, and uh, to create what I call a second skin, which is uh, one of the tools taught in my book, Chakra Empowerment for Women. And it really helps you to create this sense of energetic integrity and maintain it when you're out there in the world. So your emotional state, your energetic state, your mental state is not decided by the energy of everyone around you, right? You can maintain it internally yourself. And of course, that's partially what you're practicing in meditation too. You're practicing just being able to maintain your own energetic integrity. Oh, that's wonderful. I have a lot of clients that tell me they feel drained when they go to work. One in particular works in a hospital Mm -hmm. and they pick up on, you know, the patient's energy and the staff. Would that, would your book teach them, you know, methods to help? Absolutely. Um, Shield that. (laughs) Yeah. So this tool, the second skin that's based on the root of the navel chakra practicing that. And what I recommend is someone actually does practice it every day for six to eight weeks. And then it sort of shifts your default way of being in the world. You can get to a place where you take on less energy from an environment like that. I think then the other part of the work is being able to clear yourself out when you have gotten drained, for example. Mm -hmm. And that is a lot of navel chakra work. Um, I like to work with a fire element in the navel chakra. So just visualizing a little flame in your belly, just below your navel. And imagine this flame is sort of, the heat of it is sort of emanating through your energy body and it's just burning off anything you've picked up from people around you. And it's reconnecting you to your own fuel, right? Your own fire, sort of cutting through that fatigue that happens when we get overwhelmed from our environment. Oh, that's great. That's nice that they can help people too. Yeah, it's wonderful for the listeners. And you call some of your work women's energetics. What is this and what difference are there in men's and women's energy bodies? Yeah, well, it's definitely a spectrum, right? Not all women are like, not all men. And of course, we have people who identify as gender fluid or non-binary, et cetera. So it's really a spectrum. But if we talk about this spectrum, in general, feminine energy bodies tend to be more absorbent. We are more empathic. It's partially tied to our second chakra, which is linked to our reproductive system, having this energetic cycle. There's a lot of uh, um, intricacy there, you could say complexity, but we tend to be more absorbent. We tend to take on others' emotions more. And that has pros and cons. It means if we're out in nature and we're in a beautiful environment, we're going to benefit more from that in general, right? If we have that kind of absorbent energy body. But when we're in a hospital or our job involves a lot of difficult energies, it can be really hard on us, right? So in general, women have to work more on boundaries, energetic boundaries for sure. Whereas men tend to be more rigid energetically. (laughs) So this, you know, the pro of that is that when they're in a dense environment, they're less likely to take on others' energies. But the con of that or the downside of that is transformation tends to be a little bit harder. Usually when I'm working with men, I need to bring in more fluidity to help them uh, transform more, right? They don't have as much fluidity. So that's kind of the main differences. And there's, there's pros and cons. And People Mm -hmm. sort of locate themselves on the spectrum, right? There's women who feel like they have a more masculine energy body and men that feel like they have a more feminine one. 
And then there's the conditioning in our emotional natures, the way we're conditioned emotionally, which is also reflected in our chakra body. Okay. And that, that's interesting about um, men and women, because um, I do have a client, he said I could talk about this if I wanted to, but okay. he works in the medical field and it's very high paced. It's a lot of high emotions going on, a lot of tough things <laughs> that he sees and deals with. But one of his co-workers said, you know, you seem grumpy and, and you need to be happier. And it's interesting how he wasn't connecting that emotion. He just says, you know, I'm just like trying to work through this. <laughs> you know? So it's interesting, the interpretation of it. She interpreted him being grumpy, but he didn't see it that way. So I don't yeah. know if that's kind of. Yeah, I like, think he's just plowing through. Right. right. And, and sometimes don't have as much emotional awareness. They're not as in tune with their energy or their emotions in that sense. So he's in this kind of plowing through mode, just getting through it. But from the outside, that comes across as heavy, right? Okay. Dead, I yeah. think is usually often how it comes across or abrasive. Yeah. Um, and then because she's maybe empathic herself, she's even more sensitive to it. Right. Interesting. Even his face may be fine and someone may not, but he's, she's actually picking up this other energy, you know? Yeah. So do you work with men? If that person were to come to you, how would you work with somebody like that? I'm just curious. With him. Yeah. yeah. I would be trying to bring more fluidity through his energy body. So I would be trying, I'd probably work with him on a chakra technique that rotates through. Uh-huh. And I'd also be trying to center him in the heart. What I'd also be trying to probe into, though, is is his demeanor partially anxiety-based or not, right? I and see. maybe you can answer to this. Is there anxiety? Because if it's anxiety-based, there's often work we need to do on the root chakra. Okay. If we have underlying anxiety, we all create yeah. like these personas yeah. to get through, you know, and sometimes a gruff persona can be almost like a survival mechanism. And so do is recreate safety in the body. Right. I think what people need to realize too is I do the Enneagram of personality. Yeah. And great uh, tool too. Yeah, yeah. And this person, and he said I could share it, is a six on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. So those, when they're at their maybe a lower part of their, the six, can be very anxious. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting when you kind of know all this, these components, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> It's yeah, and to someone else, that anxiety can come off as uh, gruffness, and it really internally, that's not what he's feeling, right? He's not feeling mm-hmm. irritated or angry; he's actually feeling anxious. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, wow. So then I'd work with that energy of anxiety, and often, usually, the root chakra. To that's what really is about creating a sense of safety, energy, the vibration of feeling mm-hmm. safe in a situation that is difficult. You know, if you if you know someone who can just hold their own in a difficult situation, it doesn't seem to shake them, and they're still in their heart. That's someone very centered in their root chakra. Okay, I see. That's really fascinating, I believe. And how can we work with the chakras for stress reduction, uh, manifesting, or healing? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of different ways. I think the simplest ways is just focusing, learning a little bit about the chakras and focusing on the chakra that you feel you need the most help with, right? The most work with. And just doing that each day activates the energy of that chakra. That creates shift throughout the whole rest of your energy body. So really just even focusing on one chakra can do that. Now, really, I recommend people focus on all of them, right? But 
I don't, it's, it's important not for people not to feel overwhelmed. So I think even just focusing on the one that you feel is the most important for you uh, can really be helpful. And it, you know, in terms of stress management, it usually is about building the bound, the sense of boundaries so that, you know, you can be in a difficult situation and you're not going to get overwhelmed by other people's energies, their emotions, whatever they throw at you, right? So for stress management, it's often focusing on boundaries, that root and navel chakra. And for goal attainment, um, you know, it's so interesting. The upward path of the chakras, like activating them from your tailbone up to your crown, is associated with spiritual growth and transformation. The downward path from our crown of our head, which is like ideas and vision, right, all the way down to our tailbone is about like bringing something, birthing something, bringing it from idea down into the world. So with goal attainment, I work with this tool of really bringing something from idea all the way down into through all the chakras and what they all represent to manifesting in the world. Um, So I think there's so many different ways to work with the chakras. You know, then you mentioned healing. They're all tied to different physical systems. They're all tied to different emotions. So depending on whether you're trying to heal from anxiety or a broken heart, right, or a divorce or a physical issue, that would sort of determine which chakra would we focus on the most. Okay, that makes sense. Sure. And how can we work with meditation, our chakras, and our energy cycles to reach our goals? Yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, energy cycles is an interesting one, especially for women, because we have sort of cycles over our lifetime. And and we have like perimenopause and menopause and post-pregnancy, things like that. And then we have a monthly cycle. And while we still have that, really, there is this cycle around manifesting that occurs, where when we're coming close to ovulation, we actually have a lot of creative energy in our energy body that we can use. And closer to menstruation, we are... Uh, more inward pulling and more contemplative. It's a great time for problem solving. It's a great time for contemplation when you're trying to make a decision. So learning how to work with those cycles energetically can be really helpful. I think then we sort of have the larger trajectory of our life and different points in our life, we have a lot of transformation going on. And there's different energy tools you would use to sort of ground yourself versus make big changes. So it's always about what's going on in your life and and, um, what do you need most in that moment? Oh, that's wonderful. And I don't know if you want to talk about your website and maybe what you offer and how you offer services to people, whether it's in person or online or how we could have a session with you. Yeah. Yeah. I do um, both private sessions, which are audio, usually audio only. I do, I do use video, but for the most part for chakra work, people's eyes are often closed. So it's better to be (laughs) to um, phone or just audio only is fine. And I also do workshops all the time and um, different trainings and even practitioner trainings for individuals who want to learn to help others work with their chakras. So all of that is available on my website, enlightenedenergetics.com, or you can find it at my Facebook or Instagram pages too. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And you help people meditate as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we focus on chakra meditation. I also practice Tibetan Buddhism. So I also, that's another whole line of my work is that I also teach within that uh, system as well. It sounds like you work with women too and to help them heal. Yeah. A lot of my workshops in particular are focused in on for women, although in private sessions, I work a lot with men as well, but I have workshops that I run regularly on boundaries or 
specifically for sexual trauma survivors, things like that, developing your intuition, all of these kinds of things. That's, oh, that's wonderful. And do you do things on like the classes? Are they online or in person? They're all online at this point. Yeah. Okay. Are they live? Yes, they're usually live. I do have some I've recorded, but I prefer to do them live because I do like to have questions and the the, the interaction. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I I agree with it. Some people have pre-recorded ones, but I I like the live sessions are very helpful. Yeah, exactly. And where can people buy a copy of your books? So they are available on Amazon, Chakra Empowerment for Women and the Art and Science of Meditation. Um, But they're also available other places. They weren't published through Amazon. So they're all, you could order them through any bookstore. Barnesandnobles.com has them. Indie bookstores online have them, all of the, and the publisher Llewellyn has them as well. And I don't know if you want to add anything before we go or any plans for the future, anything you want to tell the audience or... Yeah. No, at the moment, I'm still planning my summer and fall schedule. I'm just wrapping up my current round of workshops. So they'll all be updated on uh, Instagram and and my website. Our tagline for the Electric Spirit podcast is igniting your spirit. How do you ignite your spirit? Well, definitely connecting with my energy body, as you can imagine, is a big part of it. I think joy is centered in the sacral chakra that's in our pelvis and in the heart chakra. So I like to bring forth joy. I like meditations that bring that forth. And I like time in nature as well. I live by the ocean. I'm fortunate to live by the ocean. So walking there definitely ignites my spirit. And there's a strong connection between the elements and the chakras. Um, there's each element is tied to a different chakra. So being in nature really does infuse our energy body with the vibration that it needs as well. I'm so glad that you are here today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you can find Lisa on her website, enlightenenergetics.com. Thank you for listening to the Electric Spirit Podcast with your host, psychic medium, Jamie Lynn. Find us on Instagram at Electric Spirit Podcast. Be sure to join us next time. Recharging your energy, recharging your magic, recharging your spirit. Until then, ciao.